0: Yo, what is good? Welcome to another edition of RJ Bell's Dream Preview, MLB edition. It's episode 58. What's going on? I'm your host, Taylor Ringgold. Griffin Warner is here yet again over Zoom in Germany, overseas. Still getting the job done. Job. I was in AC this weekend. Bachelor party, bet on some college football. Not a lot of luck, but we had a good time. Griff, how are we doing overseas?
1: Uh, we've had a lot of beer, a lot of uh, a lot of pork products, a lot of potatoes. Really need uh, some vegetables in my life, but uh, things have been good. Um, paid attention to a fair amount of baseball. Uh, fantasy baseball has crushed me this weekend, sadly, but uh, it's kind of how it goes. And uh, Disappointed. Uh, unfortunately, I took a loss of my best bet on Friday. Uh, Logan Webb didn't pitch well enough, but his team didn't score, and it's really hard to win games when you don't score a run. Uh, but you got to win in yours, and so I'm happy about that.
0: Thank you, Griff. Yes, uh, we we were about to be two zero and two, but thank you to Ronald Acuna Jr. in the bottom of the eighth, hit a two run home run to take the lead, and then end up scoring five more runs. Final score, I'm pretty sure was seven to two in that game, or seven two or seven one. Uh, it was clutch moment, and these are kind of like the clutch. Clutch things we're going to see in the postseason for the Atlanta Braves. The Braves just keep on winning, and so do the Mets, and so do the Dodgers. Dodgers are the first team this year to reach the century mark. 100 wins this season. Congratulations, 144. We're going to have a nice playoff macro talk just in a little bit on the National League wildcard picture. It's getting tight. It's getting tight. So before we do that, I'm going to read a little ad. which did our best bets, of course. We'll get to our Monday card in just a moment, plus our Monday best bets at end the show like we always do, but let's talk about beat Greg Shaker's college football contest, $500 first place and a $500 bonus. Greg Shaker earned a profit of 38.10 college NFL units last season to Griff for this beat Greg Shaker's college football contest the contestant earns the most college football units wins a 500 cash prize that's not that's just not it yet we got a little bit more here if the winner earns more units than greg, greg shaker did last season then the contest winner gets an additional 500 dollars for the kids at home that is one thousand dollars cash a lot of change Enter today. It's free. Just go to Pregame.com and click on the contest to find Greg Shaker's Contest College Football. For all you contestants, get in there. Don't wait. Do it now. The action kicks off on Saturdays. Go do it. I love college football. I had a fun weekend watching college football. Um, Go enter. And for all you listeners, go to Pregame.com. Enter the word away 20 and save 20% off all purchases on the site. That's for all you listeners. It is good for seven days from the podcast release. And then, without that being said, Griff, we have a little recap of our weekend series spotlight. Mine was the Orioles versus Blue Jays type playoff race there. The Orioles were seven and a half back in the wild card at that moment going into Friday's games. Now, the wild card pitcher for the Orioles they are four and a half games back in the wild card a successful weekend they won two out of three against these Toronto Blue Jays Bobbashed had a chance to take the lead in the in the top of the ninth against these Orioles on in game three but no dice there Orioles man they're trying to keep it together Toronto's a, a game and a half up as the number one seed in the wild card Blue Jays are a game up and the Seattle Mariners are sticking out of third place. In the wild card, and the Orioles are four and a half back. So, give me your thoughts on this series.
1: Uh big series for the Orioles. You know, uh, could have gone to the Jays and really had their season end. Um, yep. But winning the series there, I mean, unfortunately, it's still looking up in the in the calendar or in the schedule of standings. Excuse me, long long weekend. Um, but the Orioles six wins behind the Rays, seven behind the Blue Jays. It's a lot of uh, a lot of tough tough kind of roads to hoe there. Uh, Also, the Mariners on 80 wins. They're four games behind Seattle. That seems to be the the place they need to go um, or the the team they're most likely to to kind of overcome. The problem is the Orioles have a really tough schedule coming up with the Astros and then also have to play the rest of their remaining schedule against the AL East. So, um, I mean, awesome that they're still in this race considering they don't expect them to win even close to this number of games. Um, But I, I feel like they they have to win all these series and they have to actually see the blue jays and the rays struggle as well plus the mariners to try to get back into the race so i, I think it's not just up to them they have to win keep the pressure on but i don't know if that's going to be enough
0: yeah it's going to be really really tough when you have toronto and tampa already up at top in the wild card fighting for a spot the yankees clearly have this i want to say clearly the yankees have this division as of right now i want to say the division lead for these New York Yankees or top five and a half games over the Blue Jays, six against these Rays, of course, or 11 and a half back. So tight wild card race. Now for you, what was your best bet? I mean, not your best bet, your weekend series spotlight.
1: Uh, Well, it surrounded your best bet winner. Uh, and it, it was the Phillies and the Braves and really the, the kind of the trickle down effect of how that would affect the NL East as well. Um, and both the top teams in, in the NL East took care of business. Uh, neither lost this entire weekend. The Mets less impressively. They did sweep a four-game series, but it was against the lowly Pittsburgh Pirates who are winning 37% of their games this year. Uh whereas wow. the the Braves took care of business against the Phillies and won all three. Uh it wasn't home, but still really important that they did that. Big for them because they're only a game back behind the Mets uh in the NL East and uh we got, a, we got a race still um, for a, a division that looked like it was the Mets in April. It looked like it was the Mets after they won five of six or whatever. Uh, maybe that was August. Uh, Braves have fought. They keep winning games. And this one looks like it's going to go down to the wire. We like it. We like
0: this kind of atmosphere. Baseball fans love this
1: kind of atmosphere when it's
0: tight races, not only in wild cards, but also in mm-hmm. division races. Because, you know, the NL Central essentially is done. Seattle, I mean, St. Louis is up eight in that division lead. And, of course, the Dodgers clinched their 21 games up on the Padres. But that National League East, man, uh, honestly, did you think about this National League East being this close, this tight coming into the September? Just about a month ago, the Mets were up 10 games.
1: I mean, there's been a few times where the Mets looked like they were uh, going to i mean they wouldn't have clinched it that soon but they look like they would never get caught Um, i think some combinations of the mets not playing very well the braves seemingly never lose if they're not playing the mets and um you know it it's a really big deal for the playoffs because whoever ends up choking this lead up or uh, if that's the mets or if the braves can somehow steal it or if the mets hang on it's big for home field advantage for um you get to also skip the the first round of the playoffs essentially entirely and then get a home series when your opponent's gonna be fresh off a, a really tough grinding series. So uh there's a lot on the line here. I mean Braves are two back in the win column, only one game behind because they've lost the same amount of games. So Braves have essentially uh two games in hand. If they win them both, then it's an even Steven type of series. And uh I don't know. I, I it's hard for me to pick who who I think is going to win this one because the Mets are so strong in the pitching department, but that that's a big, big if, because they are so, I mean, pitchers are, get hurt so often. Um, seeing Max Scherzer supposedly coming back from the IL tomorrow to make a start, which we'll get to later on our Monday card. He's trying to make two starts this week, but is he going to be the same Max? I, I'm not sure. And also makes me have a little bit of interest in the team they're playing on Monday, but the Braves look like the more solid team, but they just got Ozzy Osby, all back off the IL for two months and he broke his finger. So he's out again. And, I mean, they've done it without him, so I'm not that worried. But um, it's it's tough to call. It's, it might just be about who has more home games against the other down the stretch.
0: I think we should jump right in here. I, 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 we're we're talking directly about Braves right now and that National League East. But our playoff macro talk right now for this episode is the NL Wild Card race is tight as can be. Clearly, it's either the New York Mets. Well, the Atlanta Braves are taking the East and, they either, and then they're going to be taking that top seed in the wild card. That's just how it's to look right now. As of right now, as it sits, Sunday night going to Monday, the Atlanta Braves are the number one seed in the wild card, up 11 games in that wild card race. Then you have the Phillies and the Padres are tied at 80 and 66. Milwaukee Brewers are two games back and then everyone else is out of the race. So it's a tight race here, Griff this is a a topic point you wanted to kind of dissect here so give me your thoughts where where do you think the Phillies are going to have a, an opportunity to keep their lead can Juan Soto heat up to Juan Soto man this trade as it sits right now has been a dumpster fire Josh Bell hasn't hit hasn't hasn't been hitting since he's been a padre and Soto hasn't hit Drury's been the, probably the best hitter out of the three but give me your thoughts on who's going to take this race here
1: yeah. So just to, to restate where everyone sits right now, the Braves, I mean, are fighting for a division, so they are leaps and bounds ahead. Um, but the Phillies on 80 wins, the Brewers on 78, Potters on 80. I mean, so they're very, very close to each other. Only two games two games back, I guess, the Brewers are for both of these teams. They've all played the same amount of games. Um, and the nice part of the Brewers is they get to play a division that's filled with the Cubs, Reds, and the Pirates, whereas uh, – the Phillies have to deal with the Braves and the Mets. Clearly their series this weekend in Atlanta didn't go very well. Um, and the Padres are just, I mean, the Padres do get to play some teams that that aren't very good, but ultimately I feel like the giants, the baby D backs are, are fighting really hard. The Rockies are great at home and, and that's just a really tough place to go. Cause you end up getting your bullpen all messed up because they have to pitch way too many innings whenever you play a course. So I mean, there's a lot of concern for me. The, the Brewers look like they might be out of the race. And then they've gotten hot lately. I think the schedule has been beneficial to them. And they have a big series coming up with the Mets. Um, but, you know, from where I sit right now, I, it's really hard to call. I feel like the Brewers' offense is the weakest of this group. Uh, Phillies is probably the strongest. And, I mean, San Diego is pretty weak as well. Uh, but bullpens, I prefer San Diego's. And I might even like Philly the Phillies' bullpen more than the Brewers'. But the problem with that is the Phillies have to play good teams in that division. Whereas I feel like the, the Brewers and the Padres are gonna get fat off of pretty poor teams. And I feel like based on the rest of the division, uh I think the Brewers have a good shot to somehow sneak in here. You gotta you gotta think about the scheduling for the
0: Brewers these last this week and a half. You took the weekend at home against the New York Yankees, you lost that series losing twelve to eight. Today. Judge had two home runs today, fifty-eight and fifty-nine. <laughs> now they're going into another home series, but against the New York Mets, and you are facing off Max Scherzer, Corden Burns, game one on Monday. That's it's a tough, it's a tough break. The Brewers struggled this second half, but they're a really good home team. They're forty one and twenty eight at home, but there's a difference here. The bright side is when you're, the Mets are coming to the town, they missed out on Degrom. You got to be happy with that. Degrom pitched Sunday afternoon here. Shout out to Neil Cruz hitting a three-run missile off of him. That's so impressive. It was like a down and in slider. I want to say I don't think it was a fa- straight fastball. Might have been. I don't know. Someone correct me. Uh, I watched a lot of baseball today, and I also drove four hours home today from Atlantic City. So yeah. you boys tired? Why? Um, any? But anyway, you mentioned about the Phillies and you liked their bullpen almost more than the Brewers. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm afraid. I mentioned it a few times, Griff. I'm afraid of that Phillies bullpen, Alvarado, Canable, uh you the, what's his name? De Los Santos, right? The big big right. Yeah,
1: but the big the big arms right now are uh Sir Anthony Dominguez, who's that's what awesome it was, Sir Anthony Dominguez. Eighth, and then also David Robertson, who they traded for late right along the deadline, he's been, he, well. he's been lights out. So those two innings are covered. I haven't seen that from Devin Williams in Milwaukee. He's certainly got the pedigree and has done it before, but never as the full closer because he's always had Taylor Rogers. Taylor yeah. Rogers has struggled big time. Yeah, I, he, I mean, he's, there's a reason why he's played for three teams so far this season. Um, And I just feel like there's not a lot of other answers. Matt Bush just got hurt. Who's kind of being jockeyed around and not really getting a ton of, of work, I just, I don't think Brad Boxberger is anything better than a seventh inning guy. He can certainly get outs in the eighth and ninth, but I don't think that he's um, that like fastball and change of combination is really what you want in someone like that. So I, I feel like there's, and I just, I think there's a lot of problems with the Brewers. The The nice part though is that schedule and that that kind of matters who you play against.
0: I think the Phillies have the upper hand on the Brewers because of the offense. He, he, it's, it's, you can't rely on Willie Adamas to th- three-run home runs every single game. He just hit in back-to-back games. He's hitting really well. They have Hunter Renfro. Unfortunately, they don't have the Yelich of the MVP Yelich anymore. That, that's a thing of the past. They have to rely on that starting pitching. And to come out of the gate tomorrow, being Monday, if you're listening on Monday, they need to come out of the gate with Corbin Burns throwing an absolute gem against this Mets offense, which can happen. Can definitely happen. The Mets offense has timely hitting. We've talked about it for months on this show. But when a lead is getting to get into the eighth and ninth inning, I saw a stat, Griff. The Mets leading af- going into the eighth inning and after the eighth. They're eighty and oh this season. Eighty and oh, Griff. That's that's that good. is that's pretty damn good. Basically, How do you do better than that? Eighty and oh. I don't know. Eighty-one and zero on Monday. How about that? Um, but okay. yeah, so look, Brewers are Brewers are in a tough test now. The second half has not been good to them. They are they have been playing base better base for the last ten days. They're seven and three the last ten. The Phillies on the other hand, four game losing streak, and the Padres are on a two game winning streak right now. Padres are a, 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 all they need is Soto to come back and, and play somewhat better than betting the Mendoza line. He's betting two hundred two or two hundred eight since he's been a Padre. You got to fix that. You got to fix that. You got to get that middle line of cooking. Machado can't do it by himself. So that's our little talk on, on macro talk here. Playoff macro talk on the National League wild card. We gave a little talk next Sunday going into Monday's episode. So with that being said, Griff, are you
1: ready to dissect Monday's card? Yeah, you know, I kind of feel like a scientist that intro. Um, also want to just make sure you know that – uh Willie Adamas is second on the Brewers with 30 home runs. That's pretty good for a yeah. dead ball season. Uh and whoever knows what the MLB did with the ball entering into the year, the humidors, all that sort of stuff. Better better stats than I would have expected. Um, but kind of speaks to when Rowdy Telez and Willie Adams are your boppers. Um it's not a not a great combo ultimately. No. Anyway, on to Monday's card. We'll start in the National League with it's like an Well, maybe not an early one. Unfortunately, the timing in Germany thrown me off. So this looked like a normal 640 start is my guess, Eastern time. We got Chicago Cubs and Wade Miley visiting, Edward Cabrera, and the Miami Marlins who, you know, are kind of just plodding around. Uh, Not really sure what to say about that, but certainly a much better pitcher for the home team. And uh, Cabrera and the Marlins are minus 139 favorites at home over under a seven. Not expecting a lot of runs here. Um, don't see it with either of these lineups, but I feel like the Cubs have been really frisky, like way more than anyone gives them credit for over the last month or so when they've clearly been selling off their pieces as much as possible. I like I
0: like Edward Cabrera in this. I think he's he's showing that the Miami Marlins, they're showing the Miami Marlins that he's going to be in the middle of that rotation starting next year. That's the biggest bright spot going into next season with. With Sandy, hopefully Pablo Lopez gets his act together next year. He's had a terrible second half. The New York Mets absolutely own him. Edward Cabrera, hopefully Cisco Sanchez comes back. But, you know, seeing, seeing a minus 139 favorite, it's tough. With you, Hitting in that ballpark is not easy. Plus, the Miami Marlins offense is not great. But Edward Cabrera is a really good pitcher up against the Cubs lineup that doesn't have a lot of pop. It's Nico Horner, and that's really it. But um I, I might would a way that wouldn't compare here.
1: Yeah, Nico Horner's been hurt and missed a lot of games recently too, so I'm not even sure he's going to be available for this one. Um, it's just one of those games where I feel like anytime I can go against the the Marlins as a, as a favorite, does interest me. Um I, I do like what the Cubs have been doing in that bullpen. I don't really know what Miami's doing back there necessarily, if they're like trying out new guys for next year at this point. Uh, but there's a huge discrepancy between Wade Miley uh, pitching to contact and Edward Cabrera. So that might be just a little bit too hard to overcome. Uh, next we'll go to Atlanta. I guess we'll stay in Atlanta for a really big series of the Braves this weekend. And they're welcoming the Washington Nationals, who really can't do much. Um, and they're throwing out a star I don't know a ton about in Abbott. He's visiting Kyle Wright. who's had a great year and, what do we know? We have a three dollar favorite with Kyle Wright minus three twenty five over at <laughs> eight and a half. Um, I don't really see. I mean, how high do you have to make this line for people to bet the Nationals? for me, higher than than the current plus two eighty seven. I'm seeing.
0: Lucky for the uh, lucky for the for the Braves here with this matchup going into the series. It's nice to have weaker opponents down the stretch of the season when you're in a. Divisional pro- playoff race, so good for them. Kyle Wright should have an easy, an easy opponent on Monday. Well, we've mentioned before, Griff. There's always teams out there that are going to play spoiler. This is a golden opportunity for the Nationals to play spoiler here and ruin some sort of opportunity for the Braves to make a division, division race even smaller for them. So, um, uh, of course, Kyle Wright is the 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 right move here
1: ah i like i see what you did there um next we'll go down the line to probably game of the day on monday and that is mad max shirts coming off the il taking his metropolitans out west and very far north to milwaukee for a showdown with corbin burns and uh current number is corbin burns a slight favorite at home pretty much pick him. uh put it that way uh but yeah. over under seven, not expecting a lot of runs. But I got to say, I kind of feel like I need to see Max Scherzer because he's had trouble with his oblique all year. I feel like this is a really quick return. Um, the last time he missed months at a time, maybe this was a much uh, lesser strain than it was previously. He's got to be on fire to outpitch Corbin Burns. I think even to, to hang with him. So um, as much as I don't love the pressure on the Brewers trying to make the playoffs and their bullpen situation at the moment, um, it's still they have out getters back there, and, and who knows if they would need more than an arm behind falling behind Corbin Burns. So, I, I like the the Brewers a lot here.
0: I do too for the sole fact that we're, we're seeing Max Scherzer rush. It seems like he's rushing back into the rotation here, Griff. And it, it scares me a little bit because Scherzer has pushed through injuries before in his career, he is. That your their definition of a workhorse. This is exactly what the guy does. But we're we're seeing here that Buck needs a win here. Buck needs a win out of the gate. This is the right guy to have on the mound. Just how long is he going to go out there from the oblique strain? Is he going to go five innings? I mean, I,
1: I think if you set an over under at five five innings in, let's go five and two thirds as the uh, so. So we'll count that up 17 outs. You're going over, over 17 and a half outs, over or under for Max Scherzer tomorrow.
0: Um, I'm going to say over, and he's going to push it and just finish those six innings and call it a day. You need a solid outing out of him, especially when the offense is facing off Corbin Burns, who's having another great season. The New York Mets, man, they had a nice lead. They had an easy schedule, easy second half schedule. And there was only a few opponents, Griff, that were going to give them headaches. This is one team that might give them headaches. They've played the Nationals, the Pirates. They played garbage teams. Sorry for the our Pirates fans out there. My bad. <laughs> but 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 now you're running into a situation where you have a lead, a one game lead, with an injured Max Scherzer going into Game One, so of the series. So you need a, you need a big W here, but. Uh, I don't know who you would want to take here when it goes. To, I mean, it's Pickham, so I might see what the line is at game time tomorrow. But I'm interested.
1: Yeah, it's uh, Brewers or nothing for me. I think at this point, I need to, I need to see it for Max Scherzer because I feel like his injury history this season. I mean, he hasn't been that banged up over his career, but it's worth to be enough. While Corbin Burns has been solid all season long, and uh, I mean, I, I just I don't know exactly where you know where this number will go. I would expect that there might be some anti-Scherzer injury concern money that's out there on Corbin Burns. But, um, you know, that's certainly the way I'm leaning. And, uh, that's, that's where my interest lays. Uh, next we'll go San Francisco at Colorado heading off to cores where the Rockies still have that incredibly awesome, bizarre, but great over 500 record at home. And then 25 game under 500 on the road. Um, and the giants haven't been very good this year to put it, frankly. Um, Currently, it's, it's Jacob Junis visiting Chad Cool, And uh, Junis is a minus 117 road favorite over under his 11 and a half. I expect a lot of runs in this one. Maybe Chad not so cool will have a, a big outing because he did have a complete game shutout in this exact venue against a much better Dodgers offense. But he's also had a lot of uh, lulls in between that that high, high peak that he climbed. Jacob Junis is, is a good pitcher, but ultimately, like, the balls move less, the breaking balls move less in, in, at cores. I think that's like a proven fact. And he is so slider-reliant, like throws it 70% of the time or something. I don't think that's a really good matchup for him.
0: Oh, man, this Giants team, Griff. This Giants team. Did they expect do, – do we expect the Giants to win 95 games this year? I know going in, we didn't – I think we we didn't have them – Coming close to a division win because the, the adding Freddie Freeman for the Giants was such a big acquisition, but after last year, man, having now having this such a disappointing season, you see the Zach Lattell argument on the mound, Gabe Kapler, that was your basically sums up what the team is this year, and you have Jacob Junis is becoming a supposed reliable starter for the Giants. It's kind of disappointing when it comes to the start though. You know, Chad Cool has had a horrible second half. He was a I, I know I mentioned it. People thought I was kind of nuts, but Chad Cool at one point could have been a trade target during the, the break. Because he had he had a good first half. Now he's just been awful. Uh home run balls are always lovely over there in Colorado. I'll be Colorado in two weeks. Too bad I'll be probably missing Ooh. some miss the season, but end of the season. But uh I, I might ride with Cool here, only for the fact
1: that the Rockies play at home really well, so yeah, it's uh, Rockies are nothing for me. Next, we have Arizona and the Dodgers with no uh, confirmed probable starters for either team, so we can skip bullpen that game. one. Yeah, both end in both ways. Um, Arizona has been feisty lately, but big, big difference between professional yeah. hitters that uh, wear the white and blue at Chavez Ravine. Next, we move to the American League and move Minnesota and Sonny Gray and Cleveland Woo. and Cal Quantrill. I mean, this one looks like an early one, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're going to have to – yeah, so this is this is quite quite early in the day. Uh, not so early here in Germany, but <clears throat> hopefully I'll be able to be in an Airbnb in Munich and I can turn that one on. Um, and i, I got to say, Sonny Grace had a really good second half. He's not going deep in games, and that puts a lot of pressure on, on the Twins' bullpen. But currently Quantrill at home is the favorite, minus 107. So pretty close to pick them. A lot of respect for Minnesota here. Uh, on the road, despite kind of where they sit and and how this season series has gone. Uh, Over under seven and a half, um, so not a lot of runs are expected. But I like Cleveland, and I feel like they're too cheap.
0: This is a huge final final, uh, series here. This has been a long series this weekend. Friday, Cleveland won. Then they won both doubleheaders. So it's three wins against the Twins on on Saturday. And then on Sunday, the Twins – Finally, got one out there. Three nothing win on Sunday. Monday, fifth game, fifth and final game of a long series here. Griff, is it time to kill the Twins? If they lose, um, they lose. If they lose on Monday, they'd be seven games back of the Cleveland Guardians
1: and, and one Monday, game under 500. Yes, yeah. yes. I knew you were going there. Um, I uh, man, White Sox are say. five
0: games over, the three and a half out of the division race for them in the wild card picture they're five and a half out the twins are eight games out of the wild card it's tough pickings here dude
1: it's it's hard with so many division games but the margin for error for the twins if they fall to seven games behind the guardians tomorrow afternoon um i don't think that there's a way back for them if if they lose tomorrow um i also think with the White Sox just hanging around in the middle between them, three and a half games back, the Guardians right now. Um, that's going to be a, a really heavy lift, I think, for um, Chicago as well. So um, I feel like the Guardians are in great shape. And, and I do think this is – I mean, I don't know that there are must-wins in any sport, let alone baseball with 162 games played each season. But, um, I mean, they're this is their 147th game. They're going to have 15 left after this one, and they're going to have to put up an incredible record in that to uh, find a way into the playoffs. I I mean, seven games of a back of, of the last wildcard spot, about the same distance to the division, and uh, I just, I don't think I see it happening.
0: Yeah, I, I like the matchup here, too. The matchups could be fun to watch. Gray and Quantrell. Quantrell has picked up the slack at the end of that rotation. He's kind of in the middle rotation now, but – with McKenzie, go, uh, Tristan McKenzie, and Beebs. I like Cal
1: a lot. Um, probably gonna ride with Cal on this one. That's the way I lean. It just feels a little cheap to me. Um, maybe this is the uh, the big stance that the the Twins have to take um, to backs up against the wall. But uh, I just don't really believe it. Really bad road record for the Twins so far this year. Eleven games under five hundred uh, matches their eleven games over at at home. Uh, next to move Seattle to visiting Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim. I guess this series is still continuing over because it was being played today as well. Uh, but Logan Gilbert at Jose Suarez and currently Suarez, excuse me, Logan Gilbert's a pretty big favorite here, minus 141 on the road. Over-unders eight. Um, I feel like this has been a, a pretty tough series for Seattle. Uh, it continues on on Monday, and uh, this is a big deal for them to try to hang around. And I just, I don't really know that that, that they can do it.
0: Logan Gilbert's the good good guy on the mound though. Three one nine ERA. I, I like Gilbert in this start. I know it's like all these games matter, man. It's it's so much fun to watch that from a, from afar. Not a Mariners fan and, and not uh, working for the Mariners or supporting the Mariners, covering the Mariners. It's nice to watch this team finally play good. But it's coming down to a tight race here. Yeah, they have a uh, what's the wild card here? Yeah, the Orioles are four and a half back. It's a safe-ish enough lead, but like we've talked about, these are teams you got to beat. Suarez isn't a isn't a easy guy to face. You love Suarez. You like talking about him. You like actually. I, think I think do. You I
1: do a, like him. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Yeah, I think you've picked him a couple of times though. But I, I'm gonna roll with Gilbert. I think the Mariners can really swing the bats. I know Julio Rodriguez loves the lefties, so hopefully
1: Rodriguez can smash a couple home runs like he's been doing all year. Yeah, he missed today's game. That might play into this number a little bit, but ultimately, it's still Logan Gilbert, who's been really good this year, I'll be honest. I think we've kind of, at least, unless he makes some big strides in the offseason, I feel like we've kind of found his ceiling, which is not the ace type of level of a Scherzer and those type of, of pitchers. He's a great pitcher for sure, and one that I trust a lot, and fact him a lot this season. But Jose Suarez is, is sneaky good, and the Seattle lineup is not really that strong. I feel like there's... I mean, they've got a great bullpen and they've got good starting pitching and then they just need the, the offense to cooperate and score enough runs for that that to stand up. Problem is, if Suarez goes out there and has a really nice day, I mean, I think the Angels can win that game and put a little bit more pressure on Seattle uh, in that wild card. Next to what, Houston at Tampa, a really big, great series. Bigger probably for Tampa than it is for Houston, but they're Absolutely. trying to lock up the one seed. Uh, Luis Garcia, Drew Rasmussen, Rasmussen, who was one of the best pitchers in baseball over the last month or two. Uh, went on paternity leave, came back, and things did not go great for him against the, the Blue Jays last week. But um, here's a good bounce-back opportunity. The Rays are awesome at home, uh, but this is a really tough guest that they've invited to their dinner party. And Luis Garcia at an underdog uh, probably hasn't happened much this year, considering the, the Astros are favored almost every game they play, except for when they go to the Bronx, and they probably should be favored there. Uh, but I'll leave it th- at that. At that level, and uh let you tell me what you think about this one.
0: I like this one a lot. I like Rasmussen in this. The Blue Jay, no, sorry, the Rays have are, are so fortunate, so lucky to have Rasmussen right now with McClanahan going down. You need a, a, a someone to pick up the slack. He's had one bad start over like I would say the last month. Yeah, since he hasn't let up more than two runs prior to his last start. Since July 22nd, he's left ones, couple, two times, left 2 run runs, and that's it. And the 4 run runs against the Blue Jays was the first time he's left that many runs since mid-July. You got to love that out of Drew Rasperson. The Rays always bring up pitching, they always put out the pitchers, and that's exactly what the Astros are going to have a tough time with. I think Garcia, Garcia's. You know, a solid four or five pitcher. He's not going to strike out the world. He see prop bets around him, maybe four or five Ks in his next start. That's what he kind of averages from what I'm seeing here. Uh, likes to get up the long ball a little bit. 22 home runs allowed in 140 innings. Not not great. Um, I, I like Raphs in here. I like the, the Rays. The Rays need wins. They, this is The good guy on the mountain to start this year is against the, one of the best teams in the league. Let's go Rasmussen. I might be talking about this a little
1: later. Oh, yeah. I mean, Garcia's good. I think he's got um, some pretty dominant splits against right-handed batters. I think he struggles with lefties, and the Rays are going to in like crazy, and they're going to put as many left-handed batters in that lineup as they can. Uh, and they're really hard to beat at home. I don't know that I really want to give odds to a team like the Astros, who I think are best team in the AL, but um, certainly they could go in this game and, and, and lose. Um, wouldn't be shocked by that. And I feel like Garcia has left a little bit to, bit to be desired lately. Uh, last but not least on this car, before we get into best bets are the, uh, Detroit Tigers on the road, visiting the Baltimore Orioles. And this is a great opportunity for the Orioles to win a series, maybe sweep the, the Tigers at home and then, uh, get ready for the Astros before they come in, before they have to make a charge in the AL East, uh, finishment, or how they finish their schedule. Um, currently Tyler Alexander for the, the Tigers is a, Pretty big underdog on the road at uh, Tyler Wells. Wells, a minus 185 favorite at home. Over-under is eight. Uh, and I feel like the Orioles are going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting to get to that total. Um, Tyler Alexander has some uh, has had some good outings in the past, but ultimately he's a pitch-of-contact guy, and that's really hard to trust. Um, I just don't see a lot for me to get involved with the, the Tigers here. I feel like I lean under eight, if anything, on this one.
0: Do you think this is minus 185 is the right number here? I'm seeing a lot of minus minus one ninety, 190, one ninety five, 195 close to $2 favorites. I know this is the Tigers here. Tyler Wells is a good pitcher, but do you think the Orioles deserve to be a $2 favorite,
1: arguably a $2 favorite against the Tigers here? I do because they're fighting for a playoff berth and I think the Tigers are fighting for uh I'm not actually sh- I'm not sure what they're fighting for. They might be fighting for Pride. uh their I, I guess the pride of the lions, I mean, tigers or bears, I, I just, it's hard to say um, <laughs> what, what do the tigers care about right now? I mean, AJ Hinch looks, uh, I mean, from going winning world series titles and then being essentially exiled uh, for a year, but then exiled even further into the manager chair in Detroit. That's been tough. And uh, you know, I think the Orioles, especially after winning a series in Toronto, I mean, that, that that's big for them. And uh, I've, I think they deserve to be a big favorite because the Tigers just aren't really a, a team that's that's competitive right now. And, and you have to have big numbers out there on bad teams at this point of the, of the year to get any sort of balanced uh, amount of wagering.
0: I'm rolling with the Orioles. Tyler Wells has turned himself into a reliever type slash closer just about a year ago into a starter that's a reliable starter to get you through six solid innings and throw that bullpen in, get Tony, get Batista ready to go fire up that not 100 mile an hour fastball and get the job done
1: yeah i'm not i think tyler wells has been ever since his i think he had an oblique injury he's been more of the opener with a bulk type of pitcher behind him i don't know what the plan is for that one but uh you know that certainly could add some pause for the orioles um but without further ado before we get into our best best thanks everyone for sticking around i know that that's what. Most of you are here for, but uh, hopefully we gave you some good analysis otherwise on any other games. We have a decent slate for a Monday. i got to say there's a lot of opportunities on on where to go. So our best bets are are on the way. But uh, please, as Taylor already mentioned on the show, use our promo code AWAY20. It's uh, good for 20% off any purchases on the pregame.com website. You get my picks that come out each night. Uh, You get plenty of other NFL picks, college football picks, anything out there. UFC with my guy, AJ Hoffman. Uh, really, wherever you want to go, uh, we're putting picks out there. And if you want to get some some analysis, some ideas from a, a different source, feel free to check out pre Use the promo code AWAY20, 20% off, good for seven days from this podcast release. So we went one-on-one our best bets last show. Taylor, you uh, were the good one on that list. So T-Box is yours. Lead us off with your best bet for Monday.
0: All right. We just talked about this series just a moment ago. Uh, I I like to talk about and also to try to give you guys best bets on competitive games as well. But the ones that make sense. I'm taking Tampa Bay Rays. Drew Rasmussen, minus 113. Now it's bumped up in the middle of the show to minus 118 mid-show. Good catch by me. A quick catch. I like the Rays at home. They need Ws in the worst way. They are... They have the right man on the mound with Drew Rasmussen. Last 10 games, he's went five and two. The Rays have won eight of those last 10 starts of his. 2-1-7 ERA in those 10 starts. 54 innings of work. He's he's not going to strike out a lot. I know he's done double-digit strikeouts this year. Uh, He's had a a great game against the New York Yankees just a few weeks ago. Ten strikeouts with him. But... Uh, bounce back off a start against the Blue Jays. I really think Rasmussen can get a W and continue to keep the Rays' hopes alive in the playoff race. Drew Rasmussen, Tampa Bay Rays, minus 1A team home favorites. Lock
1: it in. Lock it in. For my best bet on Monday's episode, I'm not going to go any further than uh, what I think is the division winner in the, the AL Central and, and a team that I, I felt like have – had a big advantage on the rest of their division, especially over this team. And I think the Cleveland and Cleveland almost said it Cleveland guardians at minus one Oh seven Kyle Quantrill. I feel like he's going to keep them in a game that maybe Sonny gray is uh, going to match him pitch for pitch, but that likely only goes five or six innings maximum. Uh, I think Quantrill can stay in there the whole time. And then you turn it over to a bullpen race. And I will always favor the Cleveland guardian bullpen. So I think it's far better what Minnesota has, there's all the pressure on Minnesota right now to get a get a win here to really keep their season alive. And I feel like Quantrill at minus 107 at home is it's just too cheap of a price. I get it based on the Twins, Sonny Gray, his performance in the second half of the season, and their threats to hit the bottom ball, of the ballpark. Um, I think Quantrill throws a, a little bit flatter of a fastball than I'd hoped for, but um, I think at minus 107, it's still too cheap for me. So, so I'm going to go with the Cleveland Guardians minus 107 as my best bet for Monday. You can follow me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. Um, you can also send any sort of questions about whatever you, you're going through, whatever you're thinking about strategies. I'm always here to listen uh, and certainly would love to incorporate some of your ideas into what we're doing in this show and also in my my other shows and, and what I'm doing myself personally, because ultimately we're all out there just trying to uh, take money for the casinos instead of letting them build another another room to, to put bottle service in and a big DJ. Uh, Taylor, you want to give us your info and get us out of here?
0: All right, kids, you guys can follow me at Taylor Ringle on Twitter. Go follow me everywhere else website, tw- uh, Instagram, TikTok, all over the place. Find my content and tweet at me, please. Tweet at Griff, tweet at myself. Talking baseball all year long. We've been loving it. This is another episode of great, great baseball conversation. We have Ray's minus 118, and the Cleveland Guardians, minus 107. Lock them both in. I love that pick, Griff, that bullpen. You give, the, give a lead to that bullpen, man. Class A shuts the door down in the ninth. I love it. Another, other, another great episode is all wrapped up. Episode 58 is done. We'll catch you guys on another episode of the RJ Bells Dream Preview, MLB Edition. Talk to you guys soon.